are listening to Book Notes. Hello and welcome to episode number 24. That's a two and a four for you people that are dyslexic like me. Actually, I'm not dyslexic with numbers. No idea what... Okay, I'm not going down that road. But this is your podcast where we talk about books. Uh, we mainly focus on audiobooks, and if you don't want to know why, go to episode one. I'm not going to say it again. So, as always, the better half of this podcast is with me again. The one, the only, and I'm thankful for that, Mr. Jonathan Nadu. I think the world is, too. <laughs> well, if the world was full of Jonathan Nadus, there'd be no issues. So you know, there'd be plenty. <laughs> yeah, so I'm kind of you know, hey, so you need issues every now and then. You don't want big issues, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of glad. Speaking of issues, uh, last night was the shooting in Dallas. Here, yeah, I was gonna say you have issues down your neck of the woods. Exactly. Uh, two of my friends are Dallas PDs, and first thing I did is I went and I found out, and they were okay, but one of them. Uh, one of his first partner, his mentor, probably said probably his best friend on the police force was one of the two killed. So that's kind of sad too. So yeah, yeah, and, it's messed up. Yeah, they uh, they got a couple of the guys and they got the last one cornered. So yeah, it's it's. But I'm not going to dwell on that right now. So we'll just continue on. Uh, anything new in your area of the world? Uh, not that I can think of, you know, nothing you know, out of the ordinary, I guess. So everything's good. Yeah, we were gone for a long time. Uh, we had two weddings in two different parts of the country, so we decided to drive. So Road we were, trip. Yeah, so we were gone for a little over two weeks, and it's great. But the last week, week and a half, I kept worrying about everything on the farm. So yeah, I yeah, couldn't enjoy good. it as much. So I think my limit for away is probably four, maybe five days. I think that's my limit being really comfortable before I start worrying too much. Do you have any like cameras or monitoring kind of systems set up or anything just so you can kind of check in, you know, remotely? Uh, I do the greenhouse. I got a little uh, camera that's up there and it's uh, Wi-Fi enabled and I got a little app for the phone. I can check in and I can... Cool thing is I can pan the camera in out, turn oh, the camera, cool. uh, and it even has a mic. Uh, so we had there was an issue one time in the greenhouse with one of the pumps. So I was able just to turn the camera, focus it in, and I could just explain right then on the because it has a big speaker where they could hear me, and it was four minutes. Everything was cool. So yeah, so that did help there, but uh, I it's still not like being there. Right? Yeah. It's it's. it's it so, yeah, exactly. Well, we're not going to bother you guys too much with all this jibber-jabber in the beginning. You guys are like, come on, come on, begin. So, this week, we are talking about a, basically a geek novel. That's as best as you can describe it. It is a book called Damon. It is by, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Linad Zaris. L -E -I -L Suarez. Suarez, okay. Is it Lined or Lined? I thought it was Daniel. Daniel That's It says Daniel Suarez. Yeah, that is... I'm getting two different... That's very weird. I know it's Daniel Suarez, but I have no idea why this came up <laughs> like that. Oh, well. <laughs> that's weird. So you guys know the mistake just made. Here it is, Daniel Suarez. You're right. Uh... 
I know why, because I was looking at a cover online, and the cover's in a different language. Uh-huh. Uh, that, that would make that. sense. Okay. And I was wondering, I was like, I thought it was, I was like, I read that, and I was like, that's not right as I was reading it. And I was like, yeah. But yeah, Daniel Suarez, uh, good writer. I, I like his style of writing. Uh, he is a very deep writer, which, I mean, he gets very detailed in a lot of different areas, which I like in books. Yeah, he definitely knows his, uh, his technology, which is good. It's not just some writer, like, saying things. Uh, pretty much everything he wrote about in technology is possible, has been done, can be done. So uh, that, that part of it was pretty cool. Yeah, there is something we'll talk about in the spoiler section about that, but we'll, I'll, I'll talk about that later. But, yeah, he, he definitely knows his tech or he researched it. Let me say that. I don't know. I think he had something to do with the tech world, if I remember, a while ago. But, yeah, he definitely knows something or researched it very well. Because that's one of my biggest cop-outs that I hate. That's why I cannot watch 99% of any TV cop show. Because they'll get their computer guy in and it's like, really? Yeah, you, yeah. You, can, you can take that picture, get a reflection off a window, get back and unpixelate it, and it's perfect? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You might be able to get something, but yeah, exactly. So, you know, and then in 10 seconds, they're in the NSA. Come on. Exactly. You know, I mean, could you get in? Yes. Some people can, but not in just 10 seconds. Okay, I'm in. So, yeah, so th that was nice about that, where stuff kind of made sense as it went. But high level looking down at this, basically, there was a programmer. Uh, he was, I think, the CTO. I think the company was Cyberstorm. Yeah, Cyberstorm. Cyberstorm Entertainment. That's it. And by the name of Matthew A. Sobel. He's basically dying. And this doesn't ruin anything. So he basically makes a daemon. And people don't know what a daemon is. A daemon is basically a set of programs that the computer does at certain times you tell it to do it. Yeah, so, it's, it's, it's all automated. Correct. So he creates a daemon to kick off when he dies from brain cancer. And we won't go into any of the spoilers why he did it or what he did, but that's basically what happens. And that doesn't ruin anything in the story because you kind of learn that out pretty quick. Yeah, so, it, start, it starts off basically with that information. So Yeah, so and it basically starts off with a detective uh, investigating a death of somebody and he quickly realizes about the same time somebody else from the same company dies and that kind of triggers on this whole big scale about this daemon and what it is doing and i really don't want to get too much this is a hard one to set up without giving spoilers because there's some big turns in this book uh and it it it's you could. I don't want to give too much away because in the non-spoiler section, because that would ruin part of the book. Yeah, th this book for me, it was so talked up. Like I, I finally just listened to this book, and this book is pretty, you know, old now at this point. Um, it was so talked up. I had this whole big thing uh, built up in my mind, and not to take away from this book, this book is a, a really good book. I think it was just so built up in my mind, though. Like it was a little bit of a letdown for me. You know, I could, I could, I could see that. Uh, somebody else told me that too. 
Yeah, but it, it is a very good book. I don't want to talk it up and make it what it isn't or whatever, but it, you definitely, definitely need to you know read the book. It's a really good book. It's just for me, it was so talked up, and I finally got around to it. I was kind of like, huh, that was good, but man, it wasn't what I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah, somebody else said the same thing to me about that, and, and I, I think it, it's... I think the best thing uh, I can equate this to was, uh, shoot, I forgot the name of that movie, uh, Blair Witch Project. Do you remember that movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. To me, that was a really good movie, but I saw it, I was one of the first people to see it, and I said, that's a good movie. And then other people went to it and says, no, it wasn't a good movie, and it made me sick with all the camera flying around. Oh, yeah, all the shaking. <laughs> yeah, so, and I think a lot of the movie story's not good is because I think the hype, I think the same thing, the hype was a lot more than can live yeah. up to. Yeah, yeah, like I say, it's a, it's a great book. You definitely want to read it, but just me personally, that's how, that's how it worked out for me. It's funny enough, people say the same thing about me and you, Jonathan. There's a big <laughs> hype, and they meet us, and they're like, Oh, really? So yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to throw that in there, but yeah, but that's basically it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my score of this book now, so people uh, in the spoiler non spoiler section can hear it. Um, I'm gonna give it a solid eight and a half nine. Well, wow, that's funny. I was gonna I'm gonna go with eight. Like I'm trying not to let my disappointment from the hype, you know, wreck the, my scaling. So I would definitely give it an eight. Like it says, definitely worth listening to or reading. You know, however you consume a book. Yeah. So that's definitely one you have to put in your queue to listen to. Now, before we get in the spoiler section, the next book is a book I just stumbled across, uh, and and I was like, huh, that kind of looks pretty good. So. And matter of fact, next time we record this, Jonathan hasn't even listened to it yet, so he has no idea. So I'm going to talk about the book right now so he doesn't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to give a big spoiler. No, but uh, it is a book called Scrapyard Ship by Mark Wayne McGinn's. Scrapyard Ship. It's a whole series of books. Uh, we're going to talk about book one, maybe book two at the same time, and we'll talk about why when we get there. So, so that's the next book if you want to join us. So, again, before we go to the spoiler section, uh, you can cut it off here. You really won't miss anything after this point here. Uh, if you don't want the spoilers, uh, just remember, go to podnuts.com slash Amazon if you want to help support the show and everything like that. Cha-ching! Exactly. Help door out a little bit there. Because if you listen to this before he does any production on it, he does work, okay? <laughs> so, especially with me. So, yeah, so uh, support that if you can. And you guys all know it doesn't cost any more or whatever to use that link. Uh, he just gets a little kickback uh, from Amazon for that. So, please do that. Or if you want to buy these audiobooks or books on Amazon, you know, podnest.com slash Amazon. Or so, Kindle. Exactly. Any last thing, Jonathan, before we go to the spoiler? That's it. Perfect. Okay, time for the spoiler section. Spoilers, spoilers, spoiler, spoilers. I guess I threw an S on that one there. I guess there's more <laughs> than one spoiler here, so I guess it would yeah, be spoilers. Probably. So that's it. We can only give one spoiler. That's it. No more. Ooh, uh, I'm not sure which one to do then. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of hard. <laughs> Mine's going to be the reporter, not fact, the reporter joins... Darknet. Oh yeah, that was messed up. Okay, so that's uh, that was all you're getting about the right, spoiler th section. Have, have a good day, everybody. You know, <laughs> I hope you enjoy the book. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
Okay, sorry about that. If you heard me cough there, I apologize. Uh, yeah, okay. Basically, uh, I think you got your push to talk on. Okay, how about now? Yep, good. I was just getting a real bad echo back. Okay, cool. Basically, Sobel works for Cyberstorm Entertainment. As soon as he dies, his daemon kicks off by killing the two programmers that helped him build the daemon. Unknowingly, they did not know at the time that, but he wanted to kill everything in the storm. And basically, his desire is to have a new, basically a new world order. He says, the whole world's going in the wrong direction. We need to do something major. So this daemon kicks off by killing them too. And he basically uses news feeds when he starts seeing stuff in these news feeds. His daemons reads this stuff, kicks off their program they're supposed to do. So as soon as it came out about Matthew Sobel dying in all these news feeds, that's when all this started. That's how it really started kicking off. Well, during this, he's also created with a lot of money behind this, where it, it starts to uh, take over some companies. Uh, so they got more financial, and they have some uh, auto auto M8s, which are auto driving cars that drive people around, and motorcycles, which are basically like weapons. And the cars can be too; the autos can be too. That's what I was talking about earlier. The only thing I read this early on, I read this like 2008, 2009, long time ago, and the only thing back then I remember saying was about the auto driving cars and motorcycles. I was like, there's no way this cannot happen today. I would believe it more than I would, you know, seven years ago. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, basically he was like in the book, he's utilizing like GPS and, you know, computer sense, like sensors all around the car and all kinds of stuff. And like these, these auto and automates basically is what they're calling them. Auto M eights automates. They, these things would like, like Tracy said, be that yes, they could drive people around, but they were also like these just weapons where they would just target in on people and just run them over and kill them, and there'd be no one in the car, and so you know these automates would just go around killing people, and um, you know the 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 daemon also like Tracy was saying, it would basically hack into these large um, companies uh, databases take over you know all their financial information delete users within the databases and like create new users that were tied to the daemon and and then they would basically hold these companies hostage saying hey either you line up and start doing what we're going to tell you to do or you just lost your company like <laughs> we will not allow you back in and we're just going to essentially the daemon's going to run the company if you don't sign up and join us yep so, okay, uh, the best, I think the best way to do this, since the story is really deep, is to kind of go over some of the characters. It might help out the story a little yeah. bit. Oh, and, uh, and, and one quick thing, too, the, the, how uh, Cyberstorm got all their money, they made, like, the most popular video game at this time, so they just had, like, an insane amount of money from this popular video game. Yeah, and him being the CTO, he could kind of do whatever he wanted for a long time towards the end. So yeah. that's where he got the time and the money, yada, 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 yada. So uh, first part thing we should talk about is Brian, I think, Grog or Greg Grog, I forgot. Everybody called him, just called him Loki. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so he's basically the first person recruited uh, by the Damon. And I don't know, I think you kind of heard us talking about it, but Darknet that's kind of their group. Darknet was kind of like their own personal internet. 
people that worked for the daemon. And he was the first person for the Darknet and, and the Darknet members to go by them. And he he's kind of a folk hero in a way by a lot of the others uh, in the Darknet because some of the stuff he's done. and But he's also feared by some and some people fear him and kind of want to get rid of him because of that. Yeah. So he's kind of on touchy ground. But towards the end, he's the one person that does witness the major, who we'll talk about in a sec, execute somebody we'll talk about in a little bit. So, and he vows to kill the major for that. So, it, it, it's, it, it's, I, I don't want to give too much away. There's a second book in this. So, it, 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 Loki could kind of be a lone wolf. Yeah, you're you're kind of seeing that. That doesn't give anything away in book two. You're kind of seeing he can kind of be a lone wolf too, besides just being on one side or the other. Yeah, kind of within the darknet. Right. Okay. The next one person I think talk about is uh, Pete Cybeck. Uh, He's the detective. Yeah. He was he was brought in to investigate the death of one of the two guys, and he quickly realizes, hey, these two deaths are related. And he kind of quickly tracks it back to uh, to, to Sobel's house, and that's when those automates really wreak havoc. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. When they're trying to go on that, so. But basically, he is kind of investigating. He's kind of drug along with this investigation the whole time. Uh, Different government agencies come in and kind of take over, but he's kind of drug along, and he's the one person that's doing a lot of the meat and the potatoes in this investigation. Yeah. So you'll get to know him. So the next person, John Ross. Uh, he's a Russian hacker, uh, identified by Sobek right away. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he's basically ahead of everybody kind of and what's going on so his whole thing is to survive basically that's the best way to describe him yeah he was hired on as a consultant at cyberstorm when everything hit the fan and he was kind of like hmm i'm out of here and he's a very intelligent you know hacker computer programmer guy and he starts figuring out what's going on he he's almost kind of a he's a step ahead of the police and all of them and um uh pete starts you know taking john along with him everywhere because john is like well this is how i would do it and you know and so he helps out a lot of uh, kind of solving some issues that pop up throughout the book right uh do you want to talk about roy Merritt, otherwise known as tripwire fbi agent? oh yeah was he the uh, i don't remember was he like a part of the military i remember like his big scene when he went in the house and he like you know went in like guns blasting and you know took out some of the the machines that are in the house and everything uh was he part of the military or like the police force i don't remember yeah he was in the military and he was also in uh negotiations for hostage situations and everything like that so he's had kind of experience in that yeah when they were at that like his his kind of big scene where you you learn who he is they were at um uh the guy's house the the, the dead guy's house i don't remember his name now but, sobel yeah sobel they're at sobel's house and a couple of ross's guys got killed going into sobel's house and he's like all right i've had enough of this and so he grabs a bunch of guns and just kind of like storms the, the house and makes it in farther than anyone else and he becomes kind of like this you know hero within his group of people and uh 
he he and uh, and uh, Pete and John Ross kind of you know become friends kind of throughout this, and you know Ross is kind of like the computer hacker guy doing the behind the scenes stuff, and then Tripwire is like doing all the the physical like blow stuff up, going to houses and everything. So they make a good team. Yeah. Okay. The next one is the reporter uh, Angie Angie Anderson. Yeah, you're introduced to her. She actually gets fired from her job. And she's like standing outside of the gate and she thinks she's this whole important, you know, news reporter person. And uh, she finds out, oh, you're fired, like right at the gate. They won't let her back in. She's locked out and she's like totally, you know, ticked off. And and she's like, oh, what do I do now? Yeah. So basically she's a, uh, a good looking reporter and that hinders her. She wants to be a serious reporter, but she always gets these fluff pieces because she was good looking so and she hated that so she basically becomes a spokesman for damon basically exactly yeah that's that's basically it so uh the next one is uh natalie phillips the nsa agent you want to talk about that yeah natalie and john ross kind of befriend each other throughout this because she's really smart he's really smart you know, she's kind of torn between, okay, I'm working for the NSA, but I also see with the, you know, this group of sort of, not not that these people were rogue, but these group of people that came out of nowhere and seemed to be doing more than all of us put together. So she's kind of torn between, well, I need to do the work of the NSA, but these guys are doing things that aren't, you know, kind of by the book, quote unquote. So she sort of struggles with that kind of, uh, throughout the book, but her and Ross develop a, you know, a relationship. Cool. The next one is Charles Mosley. He is basically somebody basically in life in prison, a uh, convicted killer. Uh, he's recruited by Damon. The Damon gets him transferred to a, a low security and then basically gets him released. And then he's picked up by an automate. He's kind of interviewed by the Damon. And then Damon says, yep, you'll do it. I need you to go around and basically kill people we need killed and do unsavory stuff and basically charles says the only thing i want is you to find my son and protect yeah. him so charles you know with the daemon knowing all of the database stuff and computer networks across the world it can basically analyze anyone that it wants and so the daemon reaches charles uh in the prison that he's in like over the phone it's just like this automated thing this automated you know voice and it basically says hey if you want to be free let us know and we'll, we'll set you free. And he hangs up the phone two or three times and finally is like, fine, whatever. You're going to get me free out of this prison. Let's see it. And so, you know, basically the daemon automates all this stuff. Like, they, you know, they, they change him from maximum security to minimum. They, they get him closed to change into it. It's, you know, it's crazy to see it all unfold. But uh, that, that shows, like, the power of the daemon. And it shows you even deeper the power of sort of, like, data mining. Like, what happens when you have, like, all, all this data? What can you do with it? Exactly. And the last real person, like I said, I think this is the best way for this book is to go over some of the main characters. Uh, and because, again, we don't want to give everything away. We're just giving, yes, it is spoilers, but we don't want to give the book away. So the last person to talk about when we talk about this book is The Major. Um, he's a person you quickly want to punch in the face every time you see him. Totally. <laughs> So yeah, and you really don't. I'm, I don't think they give his name, do they? No, they never. He's always just known as Major. That's what I thought. Yeah. So uh, basically, we were talking about at the end. He's kind of trying to run this uh, investigation, 
and kind of button heads with Natalie Phillips, who is supposed to be running it. And the major comes in and for the DOD, and he's a DOD liaison, and he's running too. So they're kind of bumping heads the whole time. But at the end, uh, the uh, Greg, uh, uh, not Greg, uh, dun dun dun, Roy uh, is is actually killed by the major at the end. That's yeah. what we were. That's what we were talking about. And Loki sees it. He's the only one that sees it. And because uh, when he takes off, uh, uh, Merritt uh, goes off after and against the orders of the major, and then the major kills him. That's what we were talking about earlier about Loki said he's gonna kill the major for betraying. So, yeah. Basically, that's all the characters and kind of an overline of the book. Uh, it was such a deep book. I think without going step by step through the book, I thought this might have been the best way to kind of go over it. Yeah, this podcast would be like two hours if we had to like, oh, and then this happened. And then it, it's it's very intricate. So, yeah, a lot of twists and turns. You could actually hear everything we said and listen to the book. And I don't think it would ruin it too much. Maybe the last part about the killing but maybe not. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that was the best way to approach this book. Cool. Anything else about the book? Uh, like I said, it's definitely worth listening to. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to hype it up just in case, but it, it definitely, definitely is worth listening to. I give it an 8. Very intricate, very te- detailed. If you like technology, you'll definitely like this book. Right. This is book one. Book two is Freedom of this in the series. Uh, I have never listened to Freedom. It's one of the things I'm going to listen to. It, it was pretty good. Did you listen to Freedom too? Yeah, yeah, Freedom TM if you want to be exact. Okay. Yeah, um I listened to this book probably about 6 years ago, so I'm just going off my memory of it. Uh So some of the fine details, I think if I listen to Freedom, I think I'll go back and listen to this one too cuz I'm sure stuff will make a little more sense. Yeah, Loki's a lot more in Freedom. Uh, his character really flourishes in that book. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right, everybody. Uh, any last words? Uh, nope. Just go to podnuts.com slash Amazon. Perfect. That sounds good, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show and downloading and taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this podcast. Again, go to podnuts.com slash Amazon to support the show. And everybody have a good day, good week, and have a good day. See ya. See ya.